all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome back to the Young YP Podcast. I hope this recording finds you well and that you are staying warm in these cold, cold times. Dude, you're telling me it's between the temperature changes and the up and down and my allergies deciding to attack me. Uh, I am ready for it to be spring. I would rather do a lock-in for a full 24 hours, 24-hour lock-in than deal with my allergies for another two days. But that always happens around this time of year. It may just be me. I don't know. But, you know. I don't know why you hate lock-ins so much. I think lock-ins are fun. I enjoy them. Uh, I love playing underground church, running around and stumbling in the dark, like putting (laughs) holes in the walls at the church. Like, what's not to like? What's not to like? Like, What's not to like? Uh Uh-huh. But so we're past the new year and we're now back into the grind of ministry. And for many of us, this means planning for summer, which is the busiest and craziest time of the year. Like I got my uh, my summer info little cards for the summer camp. Mm-hmm. I was like the, the summer camp I go to, they send out these little info cards every year to give to parents. And so those came in the mail this week. So I was kind of excited, ready. Ooh. Like it's going to be fun. Um, I'm also going to have a baby and then two weeks later go to summer camp. So that Heck is also yeah. going to be exciting. So we'll see how that goes down. Uh, but I, I think this is a time when burnout can hit pretty hard. Don't you think, Jake? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because right now it's cold. You're inside all the time. It's dark at 2 p.m. You're planning for summer while you're running winter retreats and you're trying to keep up with your own social life. Because mm. I don't know about you, but Jake and I love to play board games. That's like oh, yeah. That's our jam. Oh yeah, uh, and so you gotta you gotta carve out the board game. And we're not talking about Monopoly, all right? You you come to my house and you play a board game. You bring Monopoly. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit you. All right, we're gonna out fight, the door. All right? Yeah, no, we're not playing Monopoly. All right, we're we're men here. We're grown men. All right, you want to break out some monk chicken? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People won't play monk chicken with me anymore. But whatever. <laughs> but it's cold. It's dark. You're trying to keep up your own social life. The holidays are over, so no more breaks. All right, mm-hmm. we're going straight through, straight all the way to spring break, baby. Mm. but this the seasonal depression really starts hitting a lot of people right now and i think if we're not careful we'll get sucked into it too and i think this is when we really need something more than just that taco bell or our Mm. favorite sitcom Mm. to help us through this this time we need some connection we need some you and me talking about that baby yeah (laughs) it's it's like you said it's we uh we just come off this you know one to two week break where we're kind of relaxing. We're with our families, just a time to like, you know, take a, take a small break. And then suddenly we're right back into the mix of it again. It's like the busiest six months of the year that we have, depending on your schedule. But like this next, the next few months leading up into the summer, are a t- it's a ton of planning. You're trying to do a disciple. Now you're trying to do a spring retreat. You're trying to plan a fall retreat. You're planning camp. You're getting people signed up. A lot of stuff has to happen right now. And it's if you hadn't already started it, it's starting like right now. You're getting people signed up. I think that's very like ambitious of you. Like you're putting the signups <laughs> out, but I don't know if people oh, no. are actually signing up. Not, like, let's I'm be not. honest. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're putting the sign up sheet out, but no one's really signing it. Like might have that one kid. But it's it's like where that meme of the kid that's swimming, like struggling to keep his head above the water. For fighting for dear life and in the background you just have the mom and the and like his sister like 
having a good old time. The sister's like jumping into the mom's arms into the pool. Meanwhile, he's there just like struggling for life. We're that Please, kid. we're that kid right now, and we were the the other the sister jumping into the mom's arms, drinking eggnog and singing Christmas songs. But that's dumb. yeah. A month ago, a month ago, we were in mommy's arms. Now we're, we're dying over here. <laughs> but. Using our super scientific method, Jake and I have derived, designed, and designated three areas that you can check to see if you have connection in your life. And first, we're going to talk about pastoral connections. When we're talking about pastoral connections, we're talking about like trusted pastor, elder, mm-hmm. maybe a volunteer. Because mm-hmm. we see in scripture that Jesus had many followers, but there were three among them who, would, who we would call the inner three. You got Peter, James, and John. And these guys look, I mean, they were like the other disciples, but they experienced more life with Jesus. They were the ones he took with him to pray on different occasions. These were the guys who were in the thick of it with Jesus, and they, they understood the situation, or, or you would hope they would. I know that Peter was like, uh, Jesus, how dare you say you're going to be crucified? And Jesus was like, get away from me, Satan. And so, like, I don't know, like, even when you're close to Jesus, you're still pretty, like, dense. So that gives me hope. Uh, but when we talk about the top three, we mean someone who can be in ministry with you. And this usually means a trusted pastor, elder, or maybe even a volunteer. And these people understand ministry and can ride that emotional roller coaster with you. So, Jake, who, who are the top three or the inner three in your life? Yeah, uh, and I've, I'm blessed to kind of have these people, right? And sometimes you don't always have them, and it stinks, but it's at least finding the one. But like we're talking about our our kind of top three, our inner three. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a, have a woman that um, her and I are the same age and we've grown up, we grew up together, but she's really, she really is all in on like trying to help with the girls ministry and the students in general, she loves all of them, but she really wants to grow a girls ministry. And so she's been there, you know, Sundays, Wednesdays, she's, she's in it with me. Like, you know, we can discuss things going on and she, she can be that person that can like, you know, we can both figure out where to go. Um, another is, is a, is an older guy in my church. Uh, and he is a deacon and he's like, we're adopting elders. He's going to be an elder, but he is very just, he's there. Like he's, he's always checking on me as a person, not necessarily me as a youth minister, but me as a person, as a Christian, how I'm doing. Uh, and he's me and him have done like mission trips together. And he's, he's just been great uh to like kind of check me see how i'm doing and the third is my pastor right we have a really small staff and my pastor is someone i'm really close to and he's in the trenches with me like he's helping me make decisions whenever i'm get stuck uh and just can't figure out what to do he's there with me and it's the thing is is that they're all three trusted people and i know scott you're going to kind of take take that take that over here in a second but those those are three people that like are really really in it with me and that can help me and check me and see that I'm doing good and doing okay. Yeah. I mean, it's important to, to have those people that we trust. I just want to remind you that if you're a young youth pastor out there to remember to have those boundaries, because no matter how close you are to the church that you work at, like it's still a job. Uh, Cause right. I, I knew a guy that was employed at let's call it third Baptist. And he was a middle school minister. And he told his head youth pastor that he wanted more responsibility, more responsibility that he, the middle school minister, was looking to leave uh, if things weren't going to change. And the head youth pastor goes and tells his boss and soon that middle school guy is out of a job. And so, I mean, they were close. They were friends. 
uh, and he, the middle school minister shared some things, um, but it, it just didn't end well. And I think churches, I mean, churches aren't perfect. And many churches sometimes get caught up in running it like a business instead of serving its people. And so have your inner three, but remember to share things at the right time. Um, but we need more than people that we can just complain to. We should have a team around us, so to speak, uh, so that we can make connections locally because we want to be more than just a church building, right? We want to be that, that big C church. We want to be that the worldwide church. And so for me, I, I'm a bivocational guy. I don't get to participate in like my local ministerial alliance as much as I wish I could. But from the little I'm involved in it, they seem like excellent people who really care about our community. Uh, they often have like turkey dinners and I'm super sad that I don't like go, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start putting off work so I can go to these turkey dinners. Uh, but the few times that I've needed something, these guys have always stepped up to help our church or to help me. And it's a resource not to be undervalued, even if you're a guy like me, who isn't in the office all week long. Right. And it's, it's something that like, I guess you could call it a ministerial alliance. We, it's more of just like, you know, a bunch of youth pastors in our County that get together. And we, uh, we do two events throughout the year. Together. Like we do a D, a D now that we're about to do here in a month. And we've been planning that for the past four months or so. Um, and we also do a summer event together where we just go and do, you know, something fun at like a, a water park or something like that. But like, it's, it's planning and doing all that, but really it's like that last 30 minutes where we just are done with the planning and we just talk about, Hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, forget about you as a youth pastor for a second. How are you as a person doing? And it's just that time to like really sit and learn and hear what other guys are going through and just be able to make those. They, they get it right. Um, like they get like, Hey, you're yeah. a youth pastor and a human. And so they get that like a duality of man, so to speak. Exactly. And it's, and it's, you know, and it's super helpful too that they're in this community with me that, and so they know, you know, the, the demographics of the area and like you know, the schools and all that stuff. So they can like, they can have some hands with you. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Um, but not everyone has that. And so Scott, I know you have made a lot of connections on the, uh, the interwebs. Uh, so <laughs> what are some of those connections that you, yeah, made? I just, I dox people and I go on the dark web and I find like other youth <laughs> pastors connect with. Oh, always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hackerman. Um, no, but the groups we talked about last week are two big places that I found connection. One of them is, is stuff you can use ministry on Facebook. It's part of like grow curriculum. If you've heard of that, you don't have to have grow curriculum to be in the group. Um, it's just like the people who run it. But through that, I found a podcast called small town youth ministry podcast, which for me has been great because the creator um, of that podcast, Kyle, he seems to just understand small town ministry, which for me is great because, you know, I'm still a little baby. I'm a little, little babis, little, little, little guy. And I, I'm still trying to figure out this whole ministry thing. And coming to Collinsville, ministry was just so much different than anything I experienced in school or volunteering. Yeah, I went from just the those churches that were running a lot of people as a volunteer and kind of working as an intern uh, to a, just a different type of church. And so having resources like that, which I found through these connections on the internet have been fantastic. And I highly recommend uh, small town youth ministry podcast. If you're a young youth pastor in a small town, maybe where you have more cows than people. Uh, if you're looking for accountability and meeting with other youth pastors, I highly recommend youth ministry booster. 
Uh, it's a place built by youth pastors for youth pastors. They've got weekly meetings where uh, you have these mastermind classes that you meet with other youth pastors and just talk and just have that breakdown time. Uh, you can find war zone groups, go play some Call of Duty, or you can just ask questions about what you're like, what's going on in your curriculum or whatever. And so as a youth pastor, I feel like there's some connections that we need to make maybe with like students or something like I, nope. I, I don't know if it's really part of the job description, you know, I don't know. Like, nah, yeah, nah. Who are students? Yeah, I don't know. It's a waste of time. Probably <laughs> somebody's going to take that Dang. clip and then I'm going to like lose my job. They're going to be like, look what he said no. on the internet, but student Scott cares about his students. Are <laughs> but student connections, schools, Jake, where do you think with schools should we start? Yeah, man, it's, you know, schools are kind of a touchy subject, not touchy, but an interesting subject when it comes to student ministry, because a lot of schools, you know, don't mind a youth pastor coming in and like coming in at lunch and just like hang, hanging out with students, getting to know them and, you know, just being a, being a, an another adult there in the room. Um, but some, stu- but some schools are, you know, really kind of closed off. And so it's trying to find a way in kind of like, especially as a new youth pastor and making making a way into the school. And so I've seen everything from, you know, people suggesting, hey, set up a meeting with the principal. And that can be super beneficial. But at the same time, like find ways to just get to know the teachers. Like that's a big key. Uh, like I, I help out with a local nonprofit where they go into the schools and teach kids about, you know, just other random things. But I, I volunteer with that. And like through that, I've gotten to know some teachers and been like, hey, like, you know, I'm a youth pastor here at a church in town. If you ever need anything or you just are looking for something or you know someone that you think would be beneficial to go to a church if you don't go yourself or if they are looking for one, like, please send them my way. You know, here's my number. Here's my card. You have my email address. Um, but making those connections with the schools, whatever way you can, one, not only helps getting to know people in your community, but at the same time, you're getting to know the students better because you're seeing them in their everyday environment and who they are outside in the of natural the habitat. <laughs> exactly. Here we see the wild students. Yeah. A female approaches. No, but it's, it's, he panics. It's, it's seeing them in like a, in a different type of environment than we're used to. Right. And that's how you can get to know them even more. And I think when it comes to student connections, my favorite thing in all of ministry is just meeting with students. See, like for me, getting up on stage, I'm gonna be honest, like I feel pretty inadequate. Like I, I want to be this great speaker, but if I really like face myself, I don't, I don't think I am. I think I'm okay. And I'm not a super hype guy. Uh, I, I don't bring that energy to the room that I wish I could. I don't know. When I was younger, I just had so much energy. But now I guess I'm just like a fat, like ball of lard um, and there's just none to be found. I don't know. It's just different. I just don't have the energy I used to have. Like I would just come in and just act crazy. I don't know. Maybe this you're, you're not you're not a crazed cocaine. No, bear? I'm not a crazed cocaine bear, man. I, I my spleen <laughs> is not going to explode. Well, I was like, it, it might, but maybe from Taco Bell and not from cocaine. Ooh. And, Ooh. and I'm not a musician, so I don't have like that connection. But personally, meeting my students like one-on-one is something I try to do as often as I can. Maybe take them out for lunch on the weekend. I just see how their spiritual walks are going. And I get to get down to the nitty-gritty of what's going on in their lives. And that's, that's when I feel refreshed. Uh, not more than like summer camp or any other time 
when I get to sit with the students and talk to them about just the things in their lives, and sometimes it's just silly stuff, uh, and sometimes it's very serious stuff, but it just, it makes all those days of, of seminary and all those times of like, for me, I was working full-time and going to school full-time, and, and there were days where I was like, man, this is not worth it. But meeting with my students one-on-one is like, man, this is everything I wanted it to be. Uh, and, it, and it's great. But I would also recommend, um, I wouldn't recommend, I would inform you that if you're going to meet with students one-on-one, you need to do it in a safe way. You need to meet in a public place. If you're traveling with them, maybe have another student in the car. Uh, if, if you're meeting with a student of the opposite gender, I would bring someone of the opposite gender. For me, I bring my wife with me anytime I'm meeting with a female student. Um, meeting with students one-on-one is great, but just be safe, be smart about it. Don't put yourself in a situation where you can be compromised. And parents are a really big part of connections with students. And you wouldn't think uh, that I would put parents under connecting with students. You would think that I would put parents on their own. Uh, but parents, we got to have a relationship with them to have a relationship with the students. See, parents aren't the enemy, even if sometimes we think that they are. So I'm very blessed in my ministry. I have fantastic parents who are involved in the students' lives spiritually. And it's very easy for me to make those connections with my parents, but I know for many, it's not the same way. I've been in ministries before as a volunteer where I'm like, these parents, like, I want to drop, like, the people's elbow, RKO to nowhere. <clears throat> Just, it's bad, man. But we should work as partners with the parents in developing their child spiritually because we only get to see the students maybe like three to five hours a week while the parents have them at home, probably about four to seven hours a night, depending yeah. on schedules. Yeah. And so we as youth pastors should be connecting with parents so we can support the parents and make them feel like it's a safe place to discuss their teenagers. Cause teenagers are, they're wild, man. They're, they're, they're freaky. They, they be doing weird stuff, mm-hmm. but the, these parents, they need support. Their, their kids going through so many changes, both physically and emotionally, I mean, think back to when you were a teenager and how misunderstood you felt like no Mm. one understood you. And like Mm. your pain was so real and and no one else felt the same pain that you felt like Mm. I I am an island of pain and no one can ever (laughs) relate to me. No one gets me. Yeah. But being a youth pastor, we can help speak that parental truth into the lives of teenagers. We can be another person being like, hey, maybe that's not a good choice. Uh, and we can remind parents that their kids are still awesome. Their kids are just trying to figure out where they fit in the world. Mm. And, you know, the, uh, a super easy way to connect with students is at student events. Yeah, man, events are like that key time where like we can really just connect with a student. And like you have students that are coming in from everywhere and getting them to an event is come, sometimes, you know, just a pain in the rear. But at the same time, it's one of the easiest ways we can make those connections with students. Like, I want you to think about paintball or dodgeball or something, something where it's, you know, one team versus another team. And you're on that team and, you know, you have that student that's just like a little bit shy and they don't really open up that much. They don't really talk in discussion. They don't really talk in small group. They're just kind of there and like they'll they'll tell you hi and they won't tell you anything about their life, really. Um, And you're trying, but nothing's working. And you're at this event and you're on the same team and you're like, Hey man, you and me, we're going to go, we're going to take out everybody. Let's do it. Travel and travel with me, stay with me. And as you're going through, you know, knocking out these students, whether it's dodgeball or paintball or something, or 
you know, whatever, or just watching a movie and like having a good conversation during the movie. It's just getting to know them and like they can just have that experience with you and be able to open up just a little bit more because you have that thing with them. You've made that connection of like, hey, they're kind of a real person. They're not just an adult that is going to just, you know, tell me I'm living a terrible life or whatever. Like we care. You're a dirty sitter and you're going to hell. <laughs> Turn or burn. Yeah. No, those events can mean so much, man. I think in like for me, I grew up, you know, I had a, a rough childhood mm. and I didn't always have an adult figure in my life. And to go to these student events and to either like connect with my youth pastor or the other adults who were there and to spend that time just, you know, like, hey, we're going to take everybody out or we're, we're talking about this movie or something that meant so much to me. And, and it really helped, too, because I was a kid that was at camp, like, getting into fights. And so those adults who had invested in me had a better chance of being like, hey, Scott, you need to, like, chill out uh, more than, like, some random college kid who would just be like, you need to, like, obey the rules. And so mm-hmm. these student events are great ways to make that connections. But finally, let's talk about making uh, connections in your congregation. And so we're, co- we're coming to the end of the episode where things start to get real. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, you have to be more than just the youth guy mm. at your church. Oh, yeah. Like coming in on Sundays and Wednesdays and doing your job. I'm sorry, but that's that's kind of what you're paid to do. Like you're mm. expected to do that. But you also need to be a part of the community. And that's not only for your own spiritual well-being, because but it's also what we should do as followers of Christ. But let's be honest, like there's days where you're tired, man. Like maybe you stayed up too late. Uh, watching some stuff on Netflix. Maybe, you know, the new Spider-Man movie came out and you watched it like 12 times. I don't know. I'm not judging you. Like you (laughs) you do what you got to do. But I felt it on some Sunday mornings. I go and I'm sitting in the service. I'm like, I just want to teach and go home. Mm -hmm. My bed is calling my name. Mm -hmm. And there are times when you'll be at home perfectly relaxed and then sweet little Gertrude is calling you. And you know that this conversation is not even going to be one that's about your job. Right. And it's, just sometimes we're just we're just in the middle of something right like sometimes just it's a sunday afternoon and we're just relaxing and just you know watching watching something on tv or reading a book or just taking our mind off off a church for a minute and we get that call like you said from sweet little gertrude that's just talking about the women's bible study and you're like i'm the youth pastor like i don't have anything to do with the women's bible study but you want to call me and complain about it okay cool cool or sometimes you know it's just bad timing like we're we're busy, we're at work doing something and we get that call or we get that text and you're like, I really don't have time to deal with this right now. And so either don't respond or you're like, you can be kind of abrupt about it, but it's, it's making those connections with those people in your congregation that can really, really save you in those hard moments where like you had a, you had a driver and a parent say, Oh, sorry, I can't drive tonight. I, you know, something came up. Uh, so can you find someone else? Yeah, no problem. You call those people in the congregation, you've made connections just with, maybe it's not sweet little Gertrude. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe it is sweet little Gertrude. I don't know, but you call them and say, Hey, this is last second. I know I'm sorry, but can you please be a driver? Oh, sure. I'll be right there. Um, maybe you're needing help, you know, with scholarships for kids that, you know, unfortunately can't pay their own way. And so you go to the people in the church, Hey, you know, this kid really wants to go, but he doesn't have the money. You know, if you pay half, I'll I'll pay the other half. Will you help me out just so they can know Jesus and spend time with him a little bit more? 
and they can be the people that can really pick you up when you feel the most down about yourself. They can surprise you and just tell you and let you know, hey, I really appreciate everything you're doing for the students and for this church. Yeah. I think having that community built around you is, is so important. See, we, we need to make these congregational connections, but don't misunderstand me. Like, I'm not saying that you need to be a doormat for the churches like Beck and Call, like never taking time for yourself. Because there's times where it's it's date night. And if it's date night, like, I'm not answering the phone. Like, I'm sorry, Gertrude. I don't know what your issue is, but you're going to have to fix it yourself. Or there's times where I'm on vacation or just I'm with my family and I'm not going to answer the phone. Like, it's just, you're, I'm sorry. Like, I'll pick it up when I get back. Um, and so we're not saying like, hey, like always be there, but you need to be available for connection. You know, uh, it's that it's that work balance and you'll figure it out the more you do it, but have that work balance. But you still need to be available for connection. And, and the church is a body and together we're all going to bring something to the table. And you being a leader, may you're bringing more to the table than just youth skills. And, and don't keep that to yourself. The relationships you can build in your church can bless you in ways that you can never imagine. And like Jake said, when you need help with events, teaching or services, it'll be so much easier to find that help. If you already have those relationships with people in your church versus if you're just coming in and doing your Sunday, Wednesday teaching, and then just like bailing out. But see, I want you to remember that as a youth pastor, you're a leader and therefore more is expected of you. And that may not be fair, but I'm sorry. That's just the, the, the burden you bear. And of course, we have this work-life balance, but I, I want to leave you with this. In the New Testament, we see Paul doing what? He's, he's in the community. He's working. He's living. He's worshiping with people. And I, I truly believe that's why Christianity took such a firm hold in places like Corinth and Jerusalem because we see these leaders like Paul and James and Peter, and they're constantly involved in the daily lives of these young Christians. And they're making connections as a youth pastor, or sorry, they're making connections as pastors in these communities, just like we as youth pastors should make those connections. It's super important. It doesn't require a lot of effort to just put yourself out there and say hi, check in on people, maybe ask Gertrude how our garden's going. Mm -hmm. But give them your ear for five minutes a week. You know, be humble. There's this attitude sometimes, I think, of youth pastors needing to be this, like, celebrity figure in a church. Uh, and I know last week we talked about you being a real pastor. But, hey, man, like, you're just a youth pastor. So mm -hmm. maybe take it down a couple notches. Right, you're a real right. pastor, but you're just a youth pastor. And so be humble. Serve the people around you. Make those connections. Because it's not only just going to be rewarding for them, but it's going to be rewarding for you. And so that's all we have for you guys this week. I don't think we had anything super spicy, you know, no. like keeping it a little uh, calm today. I know, dude. Uh, I don't know. I had some this like scorpion cheddar cheese uh, and that was pretty spicy. Ooh, it was like 185,000 like Scoville like mm. units. Mm. Yeah, that's what we need. We need like a side side podcast talking about like <laughs> spicy, spicy heat and cheese. Uh, spicy I'm game heat, cheesy that. youth pastor. <laughs> so that could be that could be our new podcast. Watch that's for the it. drop on that's Spotify. It. But hey, we love you guys. You're amazing. Um, let us know how things are going for you. If you haven't found some connections yet, connect with us. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to hear your feedback. 
Um, I'm sure we, I don't, if we haven't, we should drop the email in the description and just let us know what you think. Let us know um, what we could do better. Uh, but we love you guys. We hope this, this community just helps to bring you closer to each other and hopefully closer to God. But keep it spicy. We'll see you guys next time.